0: Mercy and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Amen. As Victor stated at the start of the sermon, we are wrapping up a sermon series that we entitled Christ and Calamity How We Find God's Grace and Gratitude in Times of Trouble. You see, we know that even just a few moments of experience in this life will bring troubles and pains and sorrows, calamities, but today, Today, God reminds us that even in the midst of those trials, we have victory through Christ. Cameron, Ben, and Josie, as we celebrate your confirmation today, I have a question for you. What does winning in this life look like? Okay, I'm I'm not going to ask you to answer or anything like that, but, but I want you to pretend. I gave you a piece of paper and a pen, and I want you to write down Let's fast forward to the end of your life. What kind of things would you want? What kind of opportunities, what kind of blessings would you want in your life to get to the end of your life and say, I did pretty well. I think I could count that as winning. Okay, I'll give you just a moment to think about that because I'm going to ask all of you the exact same question. What does winning look like for you? What kind of things are you thinking if only this would happen or that would happen, if I would get this or attain that, then I know that I've arrived. Then winning is what I could say has happened. You probably know answers that would be given here today and really anywhere in our world, right? I want to have a fulfilling job, a great job at which I can earn a decent living. love to have a, a great spouse and, and good family, Love to have a nice house and maybe drive a decent car and maybe go on some beautiful vacations. There's all kinds of things that people would list as things that they could get to their end of their life and say, I think I did okay. But you realize, don't you, as you sit here this morning, that none of those things provide the ultimate victory While they might be blessings to enjoy in this life, there's only one thing that gives true victory and that's found in your Savior, Jesus. What I want you to know today and for the rest of your lives is that you're already winners. Right now, you've won. Not because of something that you've done, but because of what your Savior, Jesus, has done. And so that's the truth I want to ponder this morning on their Confirmation Day is What does it mean? What is Paul pointing us to? What does he want us to take home? What encouragement does God want you to have today as we explore this truth? Christ is our victory. As we look at the Apostle Paul's words from 1 Corinthians 15, we'll note first that Christ's victory means the sting of death is gone. And then secondly, that the hope of eternal life is sure. Listen again to the Apostle Paul's words as the text begins for this 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 morning. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? This whole chapter, did you see it was in the 50s? There's actually 58 verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that's all about the resurrection. It first is about the resurrection of Jesus and then it moves on to our own resurrection. What it's going to look like on the last day when our bodies are raised from their graves. I'm going to take you back just a couple of moments. I asked, what does winning look like? And if you're keeping score, wouldn't we have to say that death has a pretty good winning streak going as far as life in this world goes? There's not a single person sitting in here this morning that hasn't been touched in some way by the sting of death. Whether it was a friend or a relative, a loved one, death stings. And to make it even more difficult, we know that At some point, that's how our life is going to end as well. The Apostle Paul uses some words that that strike us. He calls our lives in this world perishable and mortal. Those are striking terms to demonstrate just how weak and feeble we are in this life. Things can change at a moment's notice with the weakness that we have, with bodies that spoil, that age. But that's not what it's going to be like in the end. Paul changes those words around. He says it's the perishable that is going to be clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. That's the victory that Jesus wants you to see, the change that he brings to you and to me. Paul paraphrases words from the Old Testament, two Old Testament prophets, one Isaiah and the other Hosea. He speaks first, A paraphrase from Isaiah, death has been swallowed up in victory. It's an interesting word, swallowed. Because in ancient times, if you swallowed something up, it was indicative of the fact that you had conquered completely, that you had totally dominated something to swallow it up. Maybe if we're going to bring it into the 21st century, we might say it this way, you chew something up and spit it out. That's what Jesus did with death by his resurrection. He totally dominated it. He totally overcame it. He chewed death up and spit it out so that you and I know that we have victory through him. See, we might have perishable and mortal bodies now, but that's not the final word. Death won't win. Sin can't win either. Those things don't win because you are all already winners through what Jesus has accomplished. It's why Paul could say, as he paraphrases Hosea, where, O death, is your sting? Where, O death, is your victory? Paul wants to drive home the point, the comfort, a little bit more. So listen to what he says in verse 56. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Death has a sting. Life in this world is sharp. It stings. There's pain. There's sorrow. And why? All because of sin. Sin rears its ugly head again and again in our lives. But maybe we should take a step back. Maybe we should ask ourselves this question What constitutes sin? How do I know if something is a sin or not? It's a good question to ask. Because we live in a world where people say, I have my own truth, my own ideas, my own choices. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says. But you know it does matter, don't you? You remember on Wednesday night when we had our examination and one of the questions you were asked is, God's law, what does it tell us? And we use that SOS, it shows us our sins, right? That's what God's law does. As we look into the truths of God's word, we see that we fall short. We can't measure up. Even our best efforts aren't good enough. You see, God gets to define what sin is. And there's the connection. The power of sin is the law. When God tells us what we are to do, what we're not to do, and we look at ourselves and say, I can't do it. I haven't done it. That's when the power of sin, the sting of death comes into play. Nothing, no effort that you can put in, nothing that I can do can change what God demands. Perfection. And Paul could write to the Romans, the wages of sin is death. This is what makes Paul say say next so important, what he says next so important. Because that death, that sin, it's gone. It has no power over you anymore because you're winners in Jesus. In a few minutes, you're going to make some promises. And here's what I'd love to tell you guys this morning. I'd love to tell you that after your confirmation, you're going to walk out those doors and life is just going to be great blessing after blessing after blessing. You're going to have the greatest life imaginable in this life. And you know what? I'll I'll pray that God blesses you richly in in your lives. But maybe you already know life doesn't really work that way. There's calamity. There's trouble. There's pain. There's sorrow. You see, life in this world and winning life in this world isn't about avoiding every trouble that could ever come to this life. It's about how you handle it when those things do come. And so God reminds us through the Apostle Paul today to focus on the source of your victory. Christ is our victory. And when you focus on the source of your victory, that will help you stay strong, even through the difficulties of life. I want you to imagine for me, with me for a minute, there's a family driving down the road and Nice day, maybe like today, and the windows are open in the car, and all of a sudden a bee flies into the car. No big deal except for the one child who's sitting in the back seat who's allergic to bees and deathly afraid of being stung. And as the bee is flying around in the car, the panic is increasing, the fear bubbling up until the father reaches out his hand and grabs the bee panic subsides but then the dad does something that seems almost cruel he opens his hand again and the bee starts flying around in the car again and the child is panicked until the dad says look at my hand that bee can't hurt you anymore and there in his hand was the bee's stinger the bee had lost its sting Isn't that what our Heavenly Father has done for each one of us? Putting the marks of death in his own son's hands to say to you and me, the sting of death is gone. It's gone because Jesus took it. Because Jesus suffered for you and me on the cross. Because he rose from the dead. You have victory now and forever. Paul summarizes it with these words in verse 57. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is what makes Easter so important the resurrection of the dead. It makes every day Easter for each one of you and for all of us. Every single day we rejoice that our Savior defeated sin, death, and the devil for us. You see, Jesus marks in His hands, in His empty tomb, That's our guarantee that God accepted Jesus' payment for our sins. That we will stand victorious. That God forgives our sins. That he calls us his own children. That we are heirs of life with him forever in heaven. In a few minutes, you're going to be confirmed. Confirmed in the faith. A faith that began when you were baptized earlier in your life. And now, we pray that God will continue in you all the way the end, on Wednesday when we practiced, you might remember that one of the promises that you're going to make goes a little something like this. Are you willing to suffer all things, even death, rather than fall away from your faith? Who would make a promise like that? Why will you say yes with the help of God? I will do everything that I can to hold on to my faith, to stay strong in Jesus, even if it means death. Doesn't that sound kind of crazy to make a promise like that? You know why. You know why you can make that promise, because it's not about you, but about the victory that you already have in Jesus. It's about the victory that Jesus has already won for you by leaving his tomb empty. That's the joy that you have today and every day. You are winners because of Jesus. In Jesus, in John's Gospel, said something very similar. You might remember that Jesus raised his good friend Lazarus from the dead. But before he did, he spoke these words to Lazarus' sister, Martha. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Today, you will say, I do. I do believe what Jesus' resurrection means. And it means your victory now and forever. A couple takeaways from our sermon today. Number one, the sting of sin and death. uh, The sting is real, but we're prepared for calamity and trouble. You're prepared through your faith in your Savior, Jesus. Number two, Jesus took the sting from death and swallowed it up in victory when he rose from the dead. Remember that picture. Jesus chewed up and spit out death for you, for all of us. Finally, number three, through Jesus, we are winners today and forever. That's Jesus' assurance to you. You stand victorious every day of your life. Whatever comes in your life on this earth, nothing can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus your Lord. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not sure if you guys know this, but that company that makes tennis shoes and athletic apparel called Nike, that's actually the Greek word for victory. The Greek word for victory is Nike, Nike. And so every day you know the victory that is yours. I found this little graphic. I don't know if you like it. I really liked it. That company that came up with the slogan, Just Do It, Well, Jesus did it. He conquered sin. He conquered death. He won the victory for you. So maybe the next time you lace up a pair of Nikes, if you own them, or see somebody else wearing them, or put on something that has Nike on it, just think about that word victory and the victory that is yours in Jesus. You know, whatever comes, Christ is your victory. Dear friends, that's our confidence too. Every single day, The resurrected Jesus assures us we are victorious in him. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.